exploring faith journeys and inspiring ministries that embody the good news of God, this is The Cumberland Road. I'm your host, T.J. Melanoski, and today we have with us Freddie Diaz. Freddie has been a Cumberland Presbyterian since 1985. He has a background in electrical engineering, and he's currently a student at Memphis Theological Seminary working on his doctorate of ministry. Freddie is the Associate Pastor for Multicultural Ministry at the First Cumberland Presbyterian Church in Houston, Texas. Freddie, thank you for joining us today. DJ, thank you for inviting me. This is a pleasure. This is an honor. This is a great, great thing to be with you and your listeners. Freddie, when was the first encounter with God? First thing that I have to say is I did not encounter God. God encountered me when I was eight or nine years old. And uh, this is what happened. I had the chance to grow up in a Protestant church in Manizales, Colombia. I did grow up going to the Sunday school class. I learned a lot of Bible verses and many of the doctrines of the church. But uh, when my dad and my mom got to a nasty separation they got divorced um it was awful for the whole family so my mom got the custody of my my sister and me but as she didn't have a job to support us she split us between um the two of her sisters so i went to one of her sisters and my sister went to one of them in going on the road to my aunts, um, something happened. I feel terribly bad. I felt like um, I was not worthy and I was crying. It was horrible for me because I feel guilty of my mom and my dad's separation. It was kind of hard on me and on that time. And on the road, I could experience the voice of God coming to me and uh, it was through a Bible verse. And the Bible verse was the Psalm 27, verse 10. Even if my mother and my father left me or they abandoned me, uh, Yahweh, God, will pick me up. So that was the Bible verse that came to my spirit and to my ears in that moment. And I could listen to that Bible verse like it was the voice of God for me. So the first encounter that I have uh, with God was at eight years old, when I was eight years old. Wow. How have your perceptions changed since you are now a person of faith through Jesus Christ? One of the things that changed in my mind is that I was not alone. I, 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 I was not the one to blame for my mom's and my dad's separation. But also, I knew that I was a son of God. I one of the children of God. So it changed my, my perspective because God was my father and my mother from that moment on. So I started to see the things from a heavenly perspective. And I, I, I was not conscious of all the implications of that, but I felt protected. I felt that I have provision from God. 
and it was clear for me. I was not the perfect child. Of course, <laughs> I did have many of, of the things that I didn't have at that moment. Oh, I fought a lot with my, my sister, but my perception that, wa that was that God was my father and my mother. So he took care of me, and he did. He really did, because uh, we went through difficult times. Uh, as I told you, my mom didn't have a, my mom didn't have a job, so she had to work from early in the morning to late at night and um, many things could happen to children that are just uh, uh, led at their own devices and you know God protected us from many dangers and, and many bad people and I am what I am right now because God was my father and my mom during those times so I, the only thing that I have to say is God is my father and my mom. Wonderful. What is it about God that keeps you coming back and identifying as a Christian? I think that the most important thing that I have learned over these uh, 48 years, 49 years of age, is that uh, being a Christian is more than raising their, uh, one's hand and say, I, I accept Jesus Christ. It's a relationship. And it is not a relationship of just one moment. It's a relationship that is built during the, the whole time of the person. And it is a relationship that brings surprises. It's not monotonous. It's something different every day. So when I am thinking of a, a, a Christian, I, I, I'm thinking of that person that is having a re continuous, ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ. So uh, it's more than raising their hand or saying the, the sinner's prayer. It's something that goes beyond and, and it endures uh, forever. That's, that's my perception. That's what I can say right now. You're right. It, a relationship with God, and it's a journey, an ongoing journey of, of commitment. And uh, I like how you worded it has surprises as well. Where are some of the places God has taken you in this relationship? I can say that when I was young, I had dreams, and they were dreams of being famous. I had dreams of being powerful, and I didn't have um, this kind of uh, American dream. So in the place that I am right now, in the United States of America, it was not my American dream that brought me to this country. Yeah. What I know is that God has brought me to this country in several steps. So one of the things that I remember is that uh, um, I had a dream when I was uh, eight years, uh, 12 years old. And that dream, in that dream, I dreamt of me be preaching to um, a bunch of young people in different tongues. And that time I, I just woke up and said, Mom, Mom, guess what? I, I had a dream. I, I, I'm going to be famous, a famous preacher. And she, and she said, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and six years after that dream I have another dream and that dream I dreamt of preaching to uh, another bunch of young people and then I woke up and went directly to my mom and said mom, 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 guess what I'm going to be powerful because I was speaking in tongues to other young people and she said we'll see <laughs> But, um, you know, several stations, my encounters with God, it was, it, it, I wanted to be rich, I, I wanted to be famous, but uh, I never dream, dreamt of coming to the United States. It, it was God's, God's dreams for me and for my family. 
and it was very particular because I have been in those places and the encounter with God that uh, it is it is amazing what he has done in my life what God has in store for you is very different it's surprising it is relevant it's something that is going to fill your spirit up and you you are not going to feel delusion or you are gonna feel the whole presence of God driving your life usually it's bigger than we anticipate anyway or we could dream anyway that's what happened to me and God's dreams for me were bigger than the ones that I had so I am just, I'm just very thankful for the way that God has brought me to the place that I am right now, serving him in this, in, in this country. It's a great privilege. I feel that I am a privileged one. I am a blessed one. When somebody asks me, hey, how, how are you? And I say, I say, I am blessed and I am with a good company that is you. So people know that I am happy because God has given me much, much more of what I expected. Freddie, how did you go from an eight, nine-year-old boy who hears God speaking through a psalm to a calling to ministry, a calling to the Word and the sacraments? It's a very interesting journey because in the time that I had the first dream that I thought that I was about to be famous, I also consulted with a my uncle, he was a Baptist preacher, and I say, uncle, I, I just feel like God is calling me to be a preacher. And he said, you know, I recommend you, I suggest you to go first to university, do some career, do, do something with your life first. And if the calling of God is very hard on you and you feel that it's very strong in you, just you can go and prepare yourself to, to the ministry. So I took his advice and after going through high school, uh, I wanted to, to go to university and uh, it was very uh, important for me to have that kind of preparation. I, I got a scholarship for the School of Engineering in the Univer Uni National University of Columbia. So I went there and I studied engineering and after studying engineering in the middle of the <laughs> of the studies, I just got married with Dr. Reverend Dr. Gloria Villa. And the still, still the calling of God was strong on me. When I finished uh, my preparation in university, uh, both of us decided to go to seminary and uh, do our, uh, our magisters. And we did, did study there together for four years, preparing for ministry. So it was kind of interesting because uh, I followed the, the advice of my, my uncle, and uh, it was uh, very interesting because after studying and doing engineering, the call of God was strong on me. I couldn't reject it. I, I couldn't, it was like a fire in, in, inside of me. So it, that was the way that I came to be uh, in the process of ordination with Andes uh, Presbyterian in Colombia. What other people have had a, a great impact on your journey of faith? I have to acknowledge and I have to recognize that uh, Reverend Dr. Gloria Villaria has not only been the woman, woman of my life, but she has been a great uh, um, influence. She has helped me to shape my mind 
in a different way. I am the kind of man that I am right now because of her. So I have to acknowledge that I have not made myself, but God gave me this wonderful woman by my side. And it's a wonderful pastor. It's a wonderful counselor. She's a wonderful woman. It is pretty. So she has everything that God knew that I needed. I hope Gloria takes the time to listen to this episode of the Cumberland Road. <laughs> she will, for sure she will. And, and by the way, she's one of my greatest, uh, and I'm going to say it in a positive way, my, one, one of my greatest critics. Mm-hmm. And she is going to say, you, you have to say this in this way next time. <laughs> and she will give me some good advice. She's, she's great. She's great. <laughs> Freddie, share with us uh, your ministry that you're involved in now and how you understand God working through you. Now, at the beginning, when I was hired to be the associate pastor for multicultural ministries in the Houston church, uh, we were doing a great job. It was wonderful because we had um, several nationalities represented in the church. We have Chinese people, Russian people. We have people from Europe, from, from Africa. So it was like 17 nationalities represented in the church at that time. It wasn't 2013. So uh, I was like the kind of liaison for all these kind of uh, nationalities and cultures gathering together in the church. It was awesome in that time. I was doing my job and also I was teaching some English as a second language for all those newcomers to the, to, to, to the church and to the country. As you know, Houston is a very multicultural place and we have people from all over the world because of the gas industry, the oil industry. So the, the people had a good representation of what was the diversity in Houston. So I started to doing that ministry and um, over time, the, the vision of the church was shifting and we uh, were having a lot of people, Spanish-speaking people, that they wanted to worship with, that, with us uh, in Spanish. We want to have this uh, Latino worship service. And uh, of course, God was guiding us through that, uh, through that journey as well. And we decided to start a new uh, Latino worship service one year and a half uh, ago. We, we, we have done that and God has been graceful and merciful and he has been generous with us. He has brought people to the Latino worship service. And after the pandemic, pandemic, after the pandemic, we have people, but now that we are in the midst of the pandemic and we went through the virtual Latino worship service, we have had... Uh, New, new subscribers to our worship service, and we have had an increase in uh, viewers in the worship service. So what we have seen is that God has been guiding us through all the process of ministering in the church. And uh, of course, I, I, uh, we, have, we are very glad, we are very happy just serving the Lord through all this media, and in person and virtually as well. So it has been a, an interesting process. Wonderful, wonderful. Freddie, where do you think God is leading you now? I asked God that like one week ago, and I asked him, I asked, can we fall back from virtual, uh, from virtual <laughs> worship services? And he said, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so 
one of the things that we are to do in the future is keep introducing the kingdom of God in the cyberspace, bringing the kingdom of God to all those people who are immersed in the virtual world. And that is a great thing because I believe that the kingdom of God is going to permeate every instance, every dimension of the world and of the universe that God has created. So God is going to, to flood with his presence every space in the universe. So that, I feel like God is guiding us, not only me, but many other people to, to go and invade <laughs> all those spaces in the name of God and conquer and conquered there. <laughs> Freddie, where do you see God working in the world today? In the world today. I think this pandemic is, uh, I'm not saying that God did it intentionally, but it's bringing us a chance and a, an opportunity to, to, to present the last word from God. And the last word from God is resurrection. So, even pandemic is not the last word. Death is not the last word. Resurrection and the hope of resurrection is the last word. So I think God is bringing us to remember that he's powerful enough, even if there is death surrounding us, even if we are walking through the valley of death, God is powerful enough to resurrect and to vindicate those who have been uh, in those places. So God is doing a new creation in this moment. He's creating something new. Many people is afraid, oh, something is happening. Our nest is destroying. But the way that I see it is God is doing a new creation and it's bringing us to this new creation. And we are part of this new creation. And as we are new creatures, we are the ones to bring this new creation to, to the whole world. So I think that is the, the way that God is bringing us today. All right. Thank you. Freddie, what ideas, dreams, or aspirations do you have for the church? Some people is just saying to us, no, uh, the traditional churches are dying. We are just getting less people. We are just in the way of fading and decaying. As I already told you, I think the Cumberland Presbyterian Church is transforming. If you see the Cumberland Presbyterian Church around the world, we are growing in countries and continents like South America. And uh, not that the Cumberland Presbyterian Church is dying. That's not true. We are transforming. So what happened is probably that we don't want the transformation that we are seeing. We don't like to see... Um, Latin Americans in our church probably, but it's the way that God is transforming our Cumberland Presbyterian Church. I am very honored and I am very pleased to know that we have churches in Brazil, Latin American people, that, are, that our churches in Colombia are growing and that is very important. So Cumberland Presbyterian Church is not dying, it's just transforming, it's going into another phase. It's becoming not only global, but multicultural, international and that is the way that we need to see this so we are going to invest our lives in that because if god is working in the international church if god is guiding us in that we need to make a partnership with god we need to be partners with god and invest our lives and our efforts and our money and our gifts and talents and constructing and building what god is doing in our Cumberland presbyterian church so 
that is the way and, and it's not my hope it's the reality it's the matter it's what is happening right now uh, we are just having a transformation we are not dying we are just transforming if some people don't like that transformation i'm sorry for them but that's the way the way that god is working but uh, we need to get into the in this road in this walk with god and that'll be great for the Cumbran presbyterian church thank you freddie where can listeners learn more about you uh, earlier, before we started recording, you were talking about a YouTube channel. More Than Me is about what God is doing in, our, in the First Cumberland Presbyterian Church of Houston. Uh, we have developed this uh, YouTube channel, Iglesia Presbyteriana Cumberland de Houston. It is in Spanish. You can see what God is doing with us. And our vision for that liturgy is that God be worshipped in spirit and truth. So our desire is to glorify Christ and, and to bring families to be transformed through worshiping God. What you are going to see in that YouTube channel, a short preaching, no more than 50 minutes, <laughs> and uh, even in Spanish. So, and, uh, we are sure that uh, what we are bringing to, the, to this very competitive uh, market of uh, religious productions we are just bringing the chance and the opportunity for the people to surrender to Christ and to be transformed while, while they are worshiping Christ. So we believe that uh, transformations can be achieved by uh, worshiping God. That's what we are going to see in the YouTube channel. And you are going to see, of course, beautiful people like my son, my wife. Don't come in that, but <laughs> you, you will see wonderful people worshiping God there. All right, so check out uh, the First Cumberland Presbyterian Church in Houston on the YouTube channel to learn more about Reverend Freddie Diaz. Freddie, thank you so much for sharing your journey today, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. Tell a friend and travel with us on our next journey down Cumberland Road.